Africa Business Report on The Money Show. Well, let's take a look now at what at what is making uh, business headlines around the continent. Some of the major stories of uh, the week and our Africa business correspondent, Victor Homo Eswane, is here with us uh, tonight. <laughs> Victor's pulling a big thumbs up because he wasn't sure I'd get his surname right. There you have it, Homo Eswane, yeah, Victor. Let's talk about what's happening in, in Ethiopia because yeah. the Prime Minister has uh, declared that the targeted GDP has dropped down to 9.7%. What's happening? That's only the growth. Wouldn't we like a story like that? When, when we say we missed our target, but we fell to 9.7% growth. That's what they had targeted, 11%. So because of the, the lower price of coffee at one point in the in the 11 months leading up to the period he was reporting, they are only registering 9.7%. The other reason, of course, being Ethiopia had these three large hydroelectric power projects that got delayed. They, As a result, the growth wasn't what they would have expected. But mainly coffee prices, which is a long-time leading foreign export item, that accounts for the highest share of their, their forex earnings. They declined 25 in the past nine months and that's why you see the difference. But as I'm saying if I said I missed my target and I fell to 9.7% I would be very excited. Listen, we can only dream of those kinds of figures at at this stage. Let's go further east now in in Kenya. uh, We know that at least five upstream oil and gas companies are said to be ramping up activity in Kenya. What's driving this interest? Yeah, and and remember the reason I'm excited about this is because Talo Oil, which is already big in Uganda and in Ghana, is a big player on the African continent and tallow oil listed on the London Stock Exchange. What's driving that is, think about it, if Uganda has oil, which is next door to Kenya, Tanzania has oil, Ethiopia has oil. It was a matter of time before we found the same in, in Kenya. But the reason here, I think, is because they delayed a bit because Kenya is still, if I may say, struggling with its own resources regime. They have minerals, lots of it, titanium and a whole lot of other minerals, but the legislation is not very clear. So I would suppose it would have been the reason these explorers would have ta- held back a bit. And as I say, Talo Oil has been busy already in neighboring Uganda. But five of them coming in and saying we are going, we are stepping up our exploration is a big vote of confidence and that's why Kenya is becoming such a major economy tea exports, coffee exports ICT, they are big, they are high up there, they are the real powerhouse of East Africa without the oil already, so if they do get that five upstream uh, oil companies coming in and they manage to push also downstream refinery you saw, I think you might have seen, Uganda wants to have a refinery, Mm -hmm. that is going to just create such security of supply in the oil and gas sector because Tanzania already is a major oil what is it, gas export and that's the big push for many African countries yeah. who are oil producers that they must refine the resources uh, in their own countries. Mm. So it's going to be quite interesting to watch how that uh, unfolds. Mm. Uh, further south now in uh, Namibia, Standard Bank Namibia says it supports local and global efforts to combat money laundering. Has yeah. it been a, a particular problem then? It has been a particular problem. In fact, three, four weeks ago, there were five or so multinationals, crime syndicate convicts, people who got convicted and sentenced, they had been defrauding people and it was related to banking. So I think Standard Bank saw the opportunity here to pronounce how well they are doing. But also, Nikiwe, remember, with Al-Shabaab on the African continent being the issue, you don't want to be caught on the wrong side of controls when it comes to money laundering. 
And if you remember, Butlers in the UK suffered immensely when they were punished for not for what they, what was perceived not to be the tightest of controls, and that's why they ended up suspending their money money transfer supply to to Somalia. So what Standard Bank is doing, I think, is the right thing because they have to keep reassuring the world. There are many tourists who are coming on the African continent for business. You don't want to be wondering whether you'll be suffering to some kind of a card scam or e fraud or cyber crime, which is on the rise, by the way, on the African continent. So that's why. I found the story of interest. But yeah, there were five people or so three, four weeks ago that were sentenced for particularly defrauding tourists and using the card and and see cybercrime as, as their platform. So news from our other neighbours now. Zimbabwe's mineral yeah. income for the first quarter of this year yeah. dropped 15.4%. That's not surprising. Sure. It's not surprising yeah. because there, there have been a lot of uncertainty in there. I mean, 20,000 gold or so tons of gold that they could have been producing, not producing it. But the, the, the annual production mineral income for the first quarter dropping 15.4%. Maranga diamonds, which used to be the fields where they got a lot of revenue, as you know, had a lot of controversy around it. The controversy was simple. You're making a lot of money from the diamonds, but who is benefiting? Is it being used to finance political activity? And most of all, can we classify Maranga diamonds as conflict diamonds? Kimberley process cleared them and said you may sell them, but there were still allegations from global witness that as long as you don't account fully for what happens to the Maranga diamonds revenue, and the Minister of Finance confessed that he didn't quite know for sure that he got all the money he'd expected. So when you hear messages like that, investors start holding back, buyers abroad start holding back. Zimbabwe did a huge road show in the Middle East trying to pound their diamonds, but when you have doubts or a cloud of, of controversy hanging over your diamonds, you are going to see something like this. 15.4% drop, that means from 502 million realized in the comparable quarter, they went down to 435 million. For a country like Zimbabwe, there's not a drop you can afford. Mm-hmm. And, and, and platinum, what's happening there? Well, it's, it's exactly the story of the, what shall I say, the indigenization yes. story of Zimbabwe, plus the fact that in diamonds there were controversies. So it's, it's, it's an overall thing. So it's not just diamonds, it's not just gold, it's not just platinum. Remember, Zimbabwe has chrome and all those other, it's a range of minerals. But overall, you can attribute it, I think, to lower production, the uncertainty regarding to indigenization. Some investments would have held back, and as a result, the whole mining investment, what is the mining contribution to the economy, which is a big, big uh, contributor to the GDP, has, has, has fallen. So it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things. Uh, back west now in Liberia, uh, that country's yeah. potential to become an oil producer uh, apparently could be uh, undermined by uh, procedural irregularities. What yeah. kind of irregularities are we talking you about? You know, it's, it's an allegation, but this publication, Heritage, saying in the end, the National Oil Company of Liberia gave the green light to sell four oil blocks to a Chinese company. Now, when Chinese companies are buying oil rights all over, it's not something surprising. We expect China to do that. They have a huge appetite for resources. But the problem is this is an independent state-owned enterprise that's supposed to be coordinating the oil sector. There are still legislative processes that are going on and until then there was a direct uh, imperative not to sell any rights. So it's almost, you you are setting the rules, you are making the rules for the game but you have already pronounced the result of a match. It's just one of those things that are, NOCAL cannot, which is the National Oil Company 
of Liberia. It cannot be awarding rights, especially to China, because often China all over the continent, huge appetite for resources, and often the deals that are made have attracted some controversy. So it's just one of those. It's an allegation at the moment, but ExxonMobil is involved. Canadian Overseas Petroleum are involved. They have said they have made huge discoveries there. So it's not surprising that you'll see China lining up to do that. The flavor of the month at Liberia been attracting a lot of investors. But if you start seeing something like this, you are going to run into difficulties of governance, especially oil in West Africa. I'm sure. Finally, uh, Victor, let's take a look at Nigeria, which is said to be intensifying its efforts to diversify its economy. Nigeria has been talking about this for many years. No, they have been talking about it. They've been doing a lot. And that's one of the reasons they have overtaken South Africa as the largest economy. They they were an agricultural economy before 55 years ago when oil was discovered. So this time there's a training exercise, and it's not the first – they are already exporting cassava chips, which is something they produce in abundance in Nigeria. But they have decided, let's also export, let's beneficiate. But this is 4,500 cotton farmers. Remember, Mali is a cotton producer. So West Africa is a cotton producer. 4,500 Nigerian farmers who are trained here to plant and do all the things that are, are going to boost the economy. It's, it's, it's exciting. But it's about diversifying the economy so it doesn't depend as much on oil as you have known it to. All right, Victor, thank you so much for that. We'll be watching all of those developments uh, from our neighbours very, very closely. Victor Homo Eswana is the Africa business correspondent for us here on The Money Show.